When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey, it's Danielle, Will, and Ryder from Pod Meets World. Thanks to our friends at Hyundai, we were able to record a very special episode for you guys at the one and only, wait for it, Boy Meets World House. Take a listen. Are there any moments or spots on any of the sets we worked on over the seven years that you guys felt more at home that were like your little spots on the set you like to hang out? I'm afraid it was the sink. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, yeah. You had to act <laughs> by the sink a lot. lot. Yeah. I was behind the counter. Yeah. Right. Doing business constantly. Uh-huh. Mom stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Disciplining you <laughs> in some way. This has been brought to you by the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. New episode out now. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. It's Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. A lot going on out there. And I know that it is uh, a holiday weekend, more Day weekend we're going into. So people are getting ready to... Go hit the road or get up on the in the skies to travel to see friends, friends and family. And there's both celebration and uh, solemnity this weekend. Celebration of this country and the freedoms that we have, and solemnity at the remembrance of those who gave their lives so that we could have those freedoms. Uh, but for uh, a lot of you, I know it's closing the last few hours here of the day perhaps as you're getting ready or maybe you've just got to finish out the work day so clay and i are going to talk to you about a whole bunch of stuff we have for example the uh the ongoing this is going to be something it's an it's going to be a story we're talking about a lot here ron DeSantis, donald trump that primary um interesting also to see the democrat response the biden the biden apparatus response to to this now and you're starting to get a sense as to maybe whether they're hoping they get one candidate or the other, how they're going to play it from the outside, how they're going to cover all this. So we'll certainly discuss that. Um, in, a, in a couple of Democrat-controlled cities, we have uh, some interesting stuff going on. One is London Breed in San Francisco. You see this? Booed. Booed at a meeting to try to address the fentanyl crisis. Uh, you know, we just saw, our, uh, I just saw Dave, uh, Dave Rubin down here in Florida recently. And, uh, he's, he's a buddy of ours and he had just been in San Francisco and was sharing videos of it, you know, yeah. online on Twitter. And 
it, it is what people say it is. It has turned into a mess. There are parts of the downtown that have the feel of a zombie apocalypse. And what's happening is you've got people that are extremely addicted to drugs who are committing crimes as well as, you know, quality of life violations for everybody else to feed their drug habit and, and they're overdosing at unprecedented rates. So that's going on in San Francisco. We can address that. Mayor Adams in New York City. I, I almost couldn't believe this, but he's looking at uh, a homeless bill of rights. This is what they're calling it, the homeless bill of rights that will allow for a uh, homeless people to camp on the streets. This is going to do what you've seen in Portland and L.A. Yeah, and San crazy. Francisco and Austin. A lot of this in Austin, Texas, when I was there a couple of years ago. I'm not sure if they've tried to start cleaning it up yet or not. But people camping out on the streets, bad news. The debt ceiling still a thing. Is the economy going to get driven off a cliff by this? We will address. But first off, you know, Clay, uh, occasionally we, we have a moment here on this show that all the other shows have to talk about. Hat tip to you, sir, for asking about a pardon for uh, Donald Trump if Ron DeSantis becomes the president, obviously becoming the uh, just the nominee is not a you know, it would be fun if you had pardon power as a nominee. That yeah, would, that would no really doubt. spice things up. But here is a bunch of places talking about what we talked about. So uh, here is your Friday montage. Play one. The newly official presidential candidate, Ron DeSantis, was just asked if he'd pardon January 6th insurrectionists. Governor DeSantis has said he would look at pardons. Pardoning January 6th riders. Ron DeSantis today said he was open to January 6th pardons. DeSantis made the comments on a conservative radio show. He made the comments on a radio show, appearing on a conservative talk show. Today, the governor told another conservative radio host. DeSantis was asked today if he would pardon January 6th rioters and possibly Trump. And he'd also consider pardoning Donald Trump. Suggesting they could pardon Trump. Ron DeSantis, today, today, said he'd consider pardoning Donald Trump. Can I just say, Clay, to me, what's interesting here, not only that, you know, we're, we're making the global news cycle on this one, well done, sir. But also, you can see that they're they're hedging their bets, right? They want to make sure that Joe Biden stays. They don't really care about anything other than that, you know. And you can see they're already setting up. If, let's just say, it were a Ron DeSantis uh, win in the primary, he's connected to January 6th, too. He's just as bad. Fascism is coming to America. They're going to do the thing. We can see them doing the thing. Well, I saw Liz Cheney tweeted, and I'm paraphrasing. It's a, uh, if you are willing to pardon anyone from January 6th or Donald Trump, you're not qualified to be president. And I would establish if you are running for the Republican nomination, the Liz Cheney rule, almost anything she tweets, you should do the opposite of. But, Buck, there are a couple of things that I think are significant. And I'm glad, uh, you know, that, that this conversation took place because I do think it's important. And I have not heard any other Republican candidate for president say that he would consider pardoning Trump. Now, people remember who listened to this show. I think it was on Wednesday's show, maybe Tuesdays. I said, look, to me, this is a matter of principle. And I think it is a strong statement to make that regardless of what your personal misgivings might be about Trump, if you're running against him for the Republican nomination, you should be standing on principle that the idea of putting a leading presidential candidate or a former president in jail for a crime that is 
purely being prosecuted based on politics. I'm leaving out. Look, if the president, former president, shoots someone, right, yeah. like an kills actual, someone in a drunk driving accident, correct. you don't pardon for that. Correct. But I'm talking about something Not that you that really could, but you know what I mean. Theoretically, yeah. I'm talking about something that is purely political in nature. I think every Republican should line up running for president and say, we're not going to allow Trump to be put in prison for federal-related charges. You know what I thought about yesterday when, when you said this? And I, I think it's it's interesting because it goes right to the dynamics of the primary going on right now. Because um, to me, and we're in agreement on this one, it is both the ethical and politically uh, savvy move Correct. to say, I'm going to pardon Trump. It's ethical because I do, we all know that the get Trump operation is completely insane. They've got so many criminal cases and everything else that we can't even keep it all straight. Um, and then politically because it shows a willingness to rise above partisan, rise above intra party rivalry to just do the right thing under the circumstances. But I think you're not hearing any of the other primary candidates say it because to even say that out loud is an admission that maybe Donald Trump isn't going to be the nominee and then the president. You know what I mean? It's like, you can't even say this. Well, because those guys are not really running against Trump, right? There's really, so far in the presidential race, there's DeSantis running against Trump, and everybody else is running to hope to be in the Trump administration. That's what it feels like to me. Now, the other part of this, Buck, that, that I think is significant, I mentioned this yesterday, and I don't know if Joe Biden, certainly Biden's not smart enough to think through this, but it would be a political masterstroke for Joe Biden to actually pardon Trump because then he can say this. I'm standing on principle and I think it would actually play really well with independence because I don't think independents yes. want Trump to go to jail. It, sh- it shows that he wants calm normalcy. Yeah. It's what He's, he claimed he wanted when he ran for president that's right. in 2020. 2020 Joe Biden should Say that, you know, tw- rather 2020 Joe Biden, if he were, you know, making a comeback here, I totally agree with you. That, that is the ultimate really alpha dog move to. You're like, I'm going to beat his ass in the election. So yeah. I'm not even afraid of Trump and I'm going to keep him from going to prison. And, but I think there's also, uh, almost no chance. I'd say like a 10% chance of it. It's, it's not zero chance, but because the, the Biden base has been told. Yeah. That Trump is going to prison. They really believe that, and and now I think they're actually trying to make it a reality. So so pardoning him in any capacity for Joe Biden, what I I don't know. It depends whether they get the messaging that this is necessary for them to retain power, or you know if there's some advantage to them. But I think in general, emotionally, they demand Trump in handcuffs, which is completely insane. I don't think Biden is adroit enough politically to pull it off. Because the guy can barely read off a teleprompter if he could go out. I mean, this is the soul of the nation stuff that Biden likes to sell all the time. Oh, I'm here to heal the soul of the nation. No, really, he's been the worst president in any of our lives. And he's been wildly divisive. So this would actually follow the rhetoric that he is not allowed to be implemented in any way so far in his presidency. I don't think he'll do it. That's the one thing I wonder, because remember, you would still have New York and Georgia uh, potentially with the criminal cases against Trump. So you'd still have the criminal uh, element out there that the president doesn't have any control over. This would just allow uh, this to go away. Maybe maybe the play is Biden pardons Hunter, too, and pardons Trump. 
and thinks that if he pardons Hunter and he says this is just an example of how toxic our politics have gotten, I'm going to pardon the president and I'm going to pardon my son. Maybe then that's the way that he keeps Hunter out of the lion's den, so to speak. Maybe that is a play. But again, I just don't think that politically Biden is a strong enough uh, leader or just a facile enough thinker to work his way to making a rational, reasonable, risky move that would actually redound, I think, much to his benefit. You know, I'm having some uh, 2016 flashbacks in, in a few ways, but one of them is you're already starting to see because remember, you know, 2020 there was it was all it was Trump and the Republican Party was 98 percent, 99 percent behind Trump, uh, the the president, obviously. And this time around, though, it's a little bit like it was in 2016, where you had, you know, there were Rubio supporters yeah. and Ted Cruz. I remember because I was out there, uh, you know, Rubio supporters, Ted Cruz supporters. There were like two or three Kasich supporters who would go on TV or Kasich supporters. Um, you know, there are a handful of others out there. I can't even, I can't even remember off the top of my head all the different, I think there were 19 candidates, but did you see that we had, uh, uh, Josh Hammer, who's editor at large at Newsweek, who's a DeSantis guy, and Caroline Levitt, who we just had on the show earlier this week. Yep. She is a MAGA Inc. official spokesman. You know, it's, uh, we're starting to see the rumbles happen here a little bit. Here they are on, I think this is, uh, Newsmax play clip six. DeSantis's botched campaign announcement proves that he and his team are not ready for prime time. He proposes a national federal sales tax. He voted to cut social security. He has no plan to end the war in Ukraine. President Trump cut taxes, secure the border, reinvested in our economy. He and is the day one leader that America needs. Look, I mean, Caroline has her talking points, and that's cute and everything, but the reality here is that They're Republican truth. primary voters are, are ready for a winner. They are sick of losing. They are sick of relitigating an election from two and a half years ago. They are sick of Stormy Daniels and all of the crap. This country is going <laughs> to hell like in a, a handbasket. It's time to put policy on the agenda and to start winning. You're reciting your Democrat talking points. My talking points are truth, and the polls prove it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a little feisty. It's a quick exchange, but there was some feistiness there. Look. Trump team, DeSantis team, you're going to hear some of this stuff for sure. But it, to me, that was like the opening salvo of, oh, that's right. We're going to have a primary with people debating the different candidates on cable news. There's going to be official spokesmen, uh, official surrogates. So strap in, everybody. We've moved from everybody's on the same team to you never know when you're going to turn around and just get decked yep. uh, on uh, from somebody in your own side. And uh, look, the reality is this should make everybody way stronger. Trump could not have won in 2016, I don't think, if he hadn't gone through the gauntlet that was all of the challengers arrayed against him in 2016. And Trump 2020 so far, uh, as he gets ready for 2024, has not been the best version of Trump yet. I think he needs to get out on the husting, so to speak. I think he needs to be having his rallies. I think he needs to be throwing punches. And uh, you're going to see a lot of that. I, I, I think that that that's that, that back and forth between caroline and josh that we just played it's actually really it, good it, it, no that this is it's it's good tv this is what i mean by this stuff has to happen the primary you know jo josh was thrown down carolyn was thrown down there's gonna be there's gonna be more of this and I, I always said this this is the when i think of cable news and you know newsmax is obviously a cable channel um this is this is what i always yeah. used to this was it, it was the people fighting and, and really the origins of this you could even take it back to uh William F. Buckley and Gore Vidal um, at uh, one of the presidential elections many, many decades ago on TV. They had the point counterpoint, you know, Democrat, Republican. And uh, I sit here and I just 
I don't know. Harkening back to the old times, my friend. I think we're going to see a lot more of it, and it's going to get uh, it's going to get pretty interesting. Out well, there. and again, so far, and maybe there's going to be a third force that that ascends. Uh, the DeSantis people announced they raised eight point two million yesterday in the first twenty four hours of his campaign. That's more than anybody's ever raised in the history of presidential campaigns. Biden actually had the record back in 2019 when they tapped all the Obama donors uh, to try to uh, to get to him yeah. 6.4 million. The amount of money that DeSantis is going to have is, I mean, I don't see if there's going to be a third candidate who's able to emerge. I think this is going to be a real mano a mano throwing big punches at each other at this point. We're going to come back in into more of this, 800-282-2882. And also, there's one political analyst out there who is saying that DeSantis should just drop out entirely, Clay. And we're going to have to address her very uh, in-depth arguments from The View. Oh, we of will, course. <laughs> we'll address The our View. Our good friends at The View. Our good friends at The View when we come back here. But, you know, as we head into Memorial Day weekend, it's important to take a moment and reflect on all the men and women in our military who've made the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. One organization we are so proud to partner with here on the show is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They've been supporting our heroes and their families since 9-11. That extends to cops, first responders, and firemen. In fact, Tunnel to Towers was started by the brother of a fireman lost on that tragic day. The foundation does so much, including a variety of runs, walks, and charity climbs. In fact, next weekend... My wife, Carrie, is going to be participating in the Tunnel to Towers climb at One World Trade Center in New York City. She's climbing 104 stories, raising funds for Tunnel to Towers. If you'd like to make a, do- a donation to Carrie's efforts and you know help make me look good as the husband here in the process, head over to clayandbuck.com, and you'll see a link to her page. So please, let's let's really hit those fundraising goals. All the money, every single dollar goes right to Tunnel to Towers Foundation. We're just raising money here for Tunnel to Towers. But go over to clayandbuck.com. You'll see the link to uh, Carrie's page for her team for the climb, 104 stories. Um, also posted on that page is the story of how Tunnel of the Towers came to be. It's remarkable, it's sobering, and it's so important and powerful. So this Memorial Day, while everyone's celebrating a three-day weekend and gathering with family and friends, let's also remember those who are not able to do that or are missing a loved one at the table. Please head over to clayandbuck.com. You'll find a link to Carrie's donation page. Please support her climb for Tunnel to Towers so that we, the American people, will keep our sacred obligation to support our heroes and their families. Any amount is appreciated. Any amount you can give. Go to clayandbuck.com. You'll find a link to the donation page for Carrie's climb today. The voices of sanity in an insane world. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. 
Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. Welcome in, hour number two, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll into the Memorial Day weekend. And obviously, Memorial Day weekend about honoring and respecting everyone who has given us the freedoms to be able to have the good fortune to live in the United States. And we talk sometimes on this show, both Buck and myself, we're pretty big history nerds. And Buck, I will say one of the coolest things I've ever gotten to do from a history nerd perspective. I don't know if you've gotten to go. I don't know if we've talked about this. Uh, I got to go to spend the day touring the beaches of Normandy uh, several years ago. And when you get to the United States uh, Cemetery there and you see all of those white crosses as far as you can see of those, you know, young teenage 20 something at best oftentimes are in their 30s but most of the time much younger than that and you see the ground that they stormed it's an incredibly ennobling experience and what's wild is even 70 some odd years after january uh, june 6th of 1944 you can still see that ground it still looks very similar it's hallowed ground but still farms it hasn't changed very much in that area of France. And so as we sort of move into Memorial Day, obviously a lot of you also uh, are, are going to be hanging out with friends. I know, Buck, down in Miami, you're going to have uh, some friends over to uh, to your and Carrie's place. 
I'm sure that we'll do the same uh, in the Nashville area, uh, spend some time with friends and family, much less serious than uh, than honoring all those who have given us the opportunity uh, to have the freedoms that we do. Big part of typically Memorial Day for a lot of people is grilling out. We start to celebrate the start of summer, and we're at an incredible inflection point here, uh, by which I mean I don't know that we have ever seen People out there who are on the right, who are conservatives, who are independent, who are reasonable, rising up against brands. And I don't know how many of you have seen these the, this footage out there. And I want to give you a preview of where I think this is going. Bud Light is basically giving away their beer now. I mean, Walmart's everywhere, grocery stores. If it's you're like, out it's and like about a dozen this for weekend, a dollar, right? I mean, yes. And I think what they're doing, Buck, is they've gotten so desperate because nobody is buying Bud Light that they are basically giving it away, and they're going to be losing tens of millions of dollars in revenue in the process, but they're just trying to get rid of their product now. It's like when you've uh, overloaded on inventory and people haven't bought what you want, um, and they're going to try to say, well, we've reversed the collapse in our business because over Memorial Day weekend, their volume theoretically may go back up because so many people are going to go out and buy. You see this, though? The Post is reporting that Bud Light truck drivers have been flipped the bird and called homophobic slurs. Uh, Just I know this audience already knows this, but the Bud Light truck drivers are not to blame in any of this. They had no part of the first of all, you shouldn't do this to anybody anyway. You shouldn't be. Um, you know, profane and nasty to people you don't know for no reason. Um, but you know, it's one thing to choose not to buy a product. It's another thing to, uh, yeah. you know, but, to but, take it out. Cause I, I actually, I actually, I bring it up cause I feel bad for the Bud Light truck drivers. Cause those guys, first of all, listen to this show. Yeah. They're on our team for the most part. And you know, they're, they're paying a financial price here. And I think that can get lost in all this. I'm not saying that doesn't mean that in the end we got to do these things and this is the way it's going to be, but. Maybe something to think about, you know, if you happen to be a, I don't know, man, if you know some guy who's a conservative who owns a beer, maybe he could help some of these guys out, get them to transport other beer. Well, I think what has to happen is what is happening, and and there's going to be some collateral damage along the way. And, yeah, certainly you should treat people with respect who are out, you know, busting their asses to try to keep this economy uh, rolling as opposed to Democrats who are primarily sitting in their air conditioning still uh, – <laughs> Still uh, still arguing that the, the lockdowns made a lot of sense when everybody out there who had to keep the country running never actually got to lockdown, um, which almost no one talks about. Uh, yeah, grocery store stockers, the, the we're just, gas we're, station we're people. We're protective of our truckers here. After years and years of doing radio, the truckers are like a special family within the family. But what you're seeing is, um, I, 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 I think this is a big deal. Disney is now taking it on the chin. Target taking it on the chin. Bud Light taking it on the chin to the extent that Bud Light is now almost a verb where brands are sitting around saying we don't want to get Bud Lighted. Target stock price has collapsed billions of dollars in lost market capitalization. As many of you out there listening to us right now, particularly moms who I would say are the backbone of the Target shopper, are deciding, you know what, I'm not going to go out and spend my money with a company like Target, which is thumbing its nose at us. And the fact that Disney has become a battleground here is really kind of fascinating to me. And Trump uh, has come out. We played the audio yesterday of Donald Trump talking about Ron DeSantis, and he basically, Trump, has taken the side of Disney. 
DeSantis came out and said, look, Trump's taking Disney's side. Listen to this discussion last night with, I believe, Eric Bowling on Newsmax, Buck. Mm -hmm. Uh, Listen to this. Some of the things he's been attacking me on, I've been a little surprised at because he's attacking me from the left. And that really wasn't the Donald Trump from 2015 and 2016. I mean, he was a hard charger leaning in uh, on all the issues, very edgy on conservative issues. And it was part of the reason he did so well. Uh, but when he's taken Disney's side against me, I just kind of wonder, like, OK, I get he wants to hit me. But don't take the side of a multinational corporation that wants to sexualize kids. He's also hitting me against voting against immigration amnesty to hit me for being taken the America first position. I just think is a little little strange. So I'm not sure what is strategy is but i think he's taking positions that are a little bit different than four or five years ago would you have ever believed buck because i i I candidly would not that a republican primary debate would be fought over whether disney should be supported or not this to me is a, a testament to how much of a disaster bob Iger's leadership of disney and i saw it initially coming buck because i saw what they did to espn and so the way that they turned ESPN, which used to be, you know, I'd get up in my in the morning, Buck. I'd pour my my I, cereal. I watched it in college. It was sports. Yeah, you put on Sports Center. It was crazy. It's just I know it's crazy. You put on Sports Center. You would see who won or not. And now, you know, Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann back in the day were an iconic duo on Sports Center. Now Keith Olbermann is sending tweets at you and me, like that are just deranged, <laughs> he's, he's completely out of deranged his mind. lunatic. Yeah. But. I know. The, what is happening with Disney, I saw happen at ESPN. That's why I found it OutKick. And now I see it going on at the larger corporate level. And I do think it's strange, Buck. I mean, you tell me if you disagree. I think it's strange that Donald Trump is coming down on the side of Disney when the bills that were put in place in Florida don't teach, you know, kindergarten, first, second, third graders about sex related issues. I got a second grader. He just finished school, by the way, yesterday. He's now out for the summer. Congrats to Nash, my youngest. Um, I don't want him taught sex-related things in second grade. Like that, That's absurd. And so the idea that Trump would be, as he put out his uh, attack ad on DeSantis yesterday that we played on the show, coming down on the side of Disney and against DeSantis is really strange because now Trump's on the side of big business. Look, I think one thing we're going to see is that for people for whom – uh, Trump is already the guy. There will be a sense that how did he win in 2016? And it was this, you know, a- ambush, no rules, do whatever you do to win. Cause Amazing that's, campaign. Cause, but but because that's what you're up against with the Democrats. So this anything, no holds barred, anything goes. And 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 that worked in 2016. And it worked also because he he was a true political outsider. And so the question now becomes. As a former president and somebody who had four years in office, can you really do that again? Right? Because now you you don't just know that you were the system. Yeah. And this is another part of it that people keep saying, "Oh, he's an outsider." You're not a political outsider when you were the president. I I, I hate to be maybe a little little harsh on this, but you're no longer. Now that doesn't mean you don't have an outsider's mentality about D.C. It doesn't. But we have to add some perspective here. It's not someone who doesn't. It's not like oh, I've the guy had the nuclear codes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, a, this is the absolute top of, of the government is being the president. And, and so I just wonder how the strategy works now to your point about DeSantis and Disney to take whatever position in the primary is advantageous 
in his mind to win. Does that work? Um, irrespective of what it would change for a general election position, right? Cause I, cause I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, if there's some people who are all in, we, and we heard from like three all in Trump supporters just in the last hour, if you're all in on Trump already in the primary. Um, is this just Trump doing what he has to do to outflank DeSantis because this is a no holds barred primary or is this, um, Trump actually changed. Is this really his position or is this just to beat DeSantis? That's essentially what I'm asking. Yeah. And, and my question would be, what does Trump disagree about what DeSantis has done with Disney? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Every step of the way that remember Disney threw the first punch at Ron DeSantis and you can say, and this was there coming out against the bill that huge majorities of parents support which is why I think it's emblematic of how much Disney has lost their way. Remember what Disney did. They came out and said, we disagree with a Florida bill that doesn't allow sexuality to be taught to kindergarten, first, second, and third graders. I mean, why in the world did Disney take that perspective in the first place? Disney's perspective is radical left wing here and not supported by most parents. So if you're DeSantis, you could take that punch, right? Sometimes you take a punch and not respond, but no, DeSantis came back and said, wait a minute, Disney, if you're going to try to tell Florida people how we can raise our kids, then I'm not going to allow you to get favorable political treatment when it comes to zoning on your amusement parks, the so-called Reedy Creek, uh, which is basically just giving Disney the ability to do whatever they want with that property. We're not going to give you special treatment. So then they took away that. Like, that seems... Totally Disney, rational to me. Well, it seems to me also that at the state level, that's what Disney had. It's kind of the swamp. I know Disney, beloved Correct. corporation, all this stuff, but yeah, but they had a special deal. They had a, a extra uh, edge over their competitor. That and Universal Studios Correct. and SeaWorld don't have, so, for instance. So isn't the swamp when it's people that are leveraging their connections to get unfair advantages yeah. over other players? So, so to me... Um, and you know, swamps in Florida mean a different thing. I think they're swamps are beloved wetlands down here. They're not swamps, but you all know what I mean. It's a different situation a little bit. So, you know, again, and, and when we ask these questions and we're going to go to calls in the back half of, uh, of this hour too on this, you know, we really put it out there. We're, we're just watching and observing this primary too, like all of you and trying to understand the strategies. And, you know, there's going to be hits for both sides. There's going to be misses for both sides. And, I think we're going to learn, we're going to learn a lot in the weeks ahead about how all this stuff is being, uh, addressed. But I mean, I, I think that we always have to be rooted in what is, what is reality? What do we know? And I've never seen, I, I don't understand the, uh, the argument about Disney and, and DeSantis within the right seemed to me like it was already settled a long time before the primary, which is unless you want woke corporations telling your 12 year olds that they're actually transgender, you got to do something. Yeah. And, and, and look, I understand the idea in 1969, I think was when Disney, uh, basically opened Disney World or began to buy all that property. Florida was a different place. So they were super excited for Disney to come. I think a lot of people who are in Florida now are like, yeah, Disney's fortunate to be located in Florida because guess what? They kept Disney World open when Disneyland got shut down for a year. So I, I'm actually curious. 800-282-2882, what would you argue DeSantis did wrong with Florida? 
uh, as it pertains to the battle with Disney. Because if Trump's going to rip him on the relationship with Disney, and I would say the same thing to Trump, what would you have done different? Because when I look at the way that the Disney battle went, I don't know that I would change anything. So if you're out there listening to us right now, again, Target, Bud Light, I think people, uh, parents, conservatives, people on the right, people on the middle, people maybe even a little bit to the left are finally fighting back against this woke agenda. What did they get wrong? What If you're supporting the Trump attack on Disney, what did DeSantis do wrong? Because I don't see it. I don't see that as a fertile attack. And I also just don't see that DeSantis did anything wrong at all. 800-282-2882. Light it up. Tell us what you think. I hope you had the chance to join me earlier this week for an exclusive interview with an extraordinary market analyst by the name Mason Sexton. If that sounds familiar, well, it's because, yeah, that's right, Mason Sexton happens to be my dad. He told us all about the great disruption of 2023. And if you missed it, you can still watch the replay now at disruption2023.com. I'm really proud of my dad. He received worldwide attention for his uncanny prediction of the 1987 stock market crash and then went on to make other incredibly accurate and timely market calls. Then he went and started behind the scenes advising some major hedge funds and living a pretty quiet life. But he decided it's time to come back out and make his first major prediction in 30 years about something he sees coming that is truly terrifying for america and he says it's going to set off in a matter of weeks and is going to play out for the next three years in this interview mason reveals a controversial controversial strange secret that's allowed him to make some of the biggest market calls in history this interview won't stay online forever so take advantage now you can watch our conversation about the forthcoming great disruption at Disruption2023.com. That's Disruption2023.com. From the front lines of freedom and truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I have a bulging stricter stuck to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. Alright, so Clay, we mentioned this yesterday. This Florida man, 23 years old, he got his arm bitten off by a 10-foot alligator because he went to relieve himself at a pond while he was at a bar where the line was too long. He fell in the water. He was drunk. And we actually have some audio of the guy. Play it. I lose my life. Lost an arm. It's not the end of the world. So he's got a pretty good attitude about the situation that he just lost an arm to an alligator. And I, I put out this poll, and I was wondering what your answer would be. The worst way... Now, he's he's fine. He lost. I mean, he lost an arm, but he's going to be okay. The worst way to to if you were gonna if you were gonna bite it, you know what I mean? If you're gonna if you're at the end, shark, crocodile, bear, lion. I put out the poll. Which one do you go with? All right. I'm gonna give you my answer, but we've gotta come back and I've got to read you the quotes <laughs> oh from this guy. I know we played that one little short segment. So just so you guys know, I know it's Memorial Day weekend. A lot of you are gonna be out at the beach, maybe a lot of you traveling around in Florida. This guy lost his arm because he said it was too crowded, Buck, the bathroom line. So he went and decided to pee by a lake. And when I play, when, when I read some of these quotes for you, when you come back, you, you're going to be like, this is not this. I'm reading from the New York Post. 
These quotes are unbelievable. And don't give us the answer yet, but I want him to think about this one. Worst way to go. Shark, crocodile, bear, lion. Clay will tell us, and we have poll results. Memorial Day special weekend analysis coming back with a guy who got taken while he's going to pee by the lake. If your business has five or more employees, you made it through the craziness of COVID, you might qualify for a tax refund up to $26,000 per employee. Companies help more than 17,000 companies so far complete the paperwork and return this little-known IRS program innovation refunds. Look, it doesn't cost anything. They've given back $5 billion in payroll tax refunds through the ERC. They may be able to help your business as well. No upfront charges. Innovation refunds gets paid after you get paid. Absolutely no risk. Takes as few as 10 minutes. Here's all you need to do. Go to their website, GetRefunds.com. That's where and how you can start applying for an employee retention credit. That's the ERC. Let me make it to you clear again. GetRefunds.com. You can also download the app from the App Store. GetRefunds.com. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone 
or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, Friday edition as we roll into the holiday weekend. Okay, I teased this, and I saw these quotes, and Buck and I were texting this story back and forth because it was just so crazy. Um, This guy, this Florida guy, I want everybody to be careful out there, especially if you're going down to Florida for uh, the holidays here. Uh, This guy, Jordan Rivera, said the line was too long at the bathroom, so he decided to go down by the uh, lake to go pee. And here's his quotes. These are real quotes. I just saw a little lake, so I was trying to go over there and take a little pee. Said he didn't realize how big the pond actually was. This is a quote. Something happened where I either tripped or the ground below me kind of just went down and I ended up in the water, and that's literally the last thing I remember. Okay, Buck, I don't know about you, but I'm going to bet that this guy was pretty drunk because when you say something happened where I either tripped or the ground below me kind of went down and I ended up in the water, it's bad enough to end up in the water. He ended up in the water with a 10-foot alligator that took his arm. Here's a quote. I looked over and I saw my arm the way it was, and I was like, whoa, it was the craziest thing. It was almost like out of a movie. Uh, And then we had the quote where he says, I didn't lose my life. He says, uh, they don't even serve food. He said he wanted, this is the other thing. He said there's gossip that he decided he was going to go hand feed an alligator. And he said he wants to dispel that rumor. They don't even serve food at the bar. Couldn't have even served the gator food. It's completely not true. And he said, again, these guys saved his life. Another amazing quote. The first thing I would do is shake the man's hand, said Rivera, perhaps forgetting that he lost the arm, said it feels like it's kind of there. Anyway, um, Angel saved him. You they asked wrapped, this question. wrapped a tourniquet on him to stop the bleeding. A, I mean, a you veteran arm. was there yeah, up, to try. A, a veteran, yeah, yeah, that to, makes sense. to try to uh, to save this arm. All right, so I would say of all the things that could happen when you leave and go outside, Buck. Full disclosure: Have you ever left a crowded bar? Because you couldn't get to the bathroom and gone outside to pee. I 100% plead the fifth on this matter. I, I will just, I will, <laughs> I'm, I'm I will admit to it. I 100% have seen long lines in the bathroom before. Gone outside. This guy was just going to go pee in the pee in the lake. He says. Next thing you know, he's attacked by an alligator and loses his arm. That is the worst uh, result of the the bar line being too uh, too long for the bathroom. So I gave you the option. Yes. If you're meeting your maker because shark, crocodile, bear, or lion attack, and I have data to back this up, I think I think it's crocodile, and I'll tell you, you why. That's my the answer. worst. You I think worse. crocodile would be the worst. But I know alligator, crocodile. This is an alligator, but you know it's, it's a large reptile that eats you. I'll tell you my theory on why it's the worst. Two analysis points. One, um, in the water, 
I think not only would you be likely to be attacked by an alligator or crocodile, you would know that you were being it eaten, ripped to pieces, but I also think the likelihood is you probably would drown. So drowning is supposedly an awful yeah, they, way to go. They do the death roll. That's with right. You. Yes. So I think you combine getting killed by a live animal and also drowning, which sounds like the worst possible way to go other than like getting burned to death or something, which I, I is will, awful. I will tell you, it was, it was shocking to see there are this little poll, little Friday poll. There are thousands of people that weighed in, 4,000 plus votes. Crocodile came in with the worst way to I go think it is the worst. in the animal kingdom, at least of these options. I wanted to throw hippopotamus on there because they're actually incredibly dangerous, and I just feel like no one, you know, going by a hippo would be like getting eaten by a panda yeah. bear. Like we still think of them as cute, even though they're actually quite dangerous. But it was fascinating to read the analysis that uh, people came up with, Clay, in the comments. People went deep on the like various. All of a sudden, there's there must be a lot of EMS folks uh, that are following me on Twitter because they're talking about the difference in how. But everyone feels like lion, no big deal. Lions are apparently they're just like yeah they grab you by the neck you're out like a light no problem I think they would end you quickly yeah they they say end quickly shark you're talking massive blood loss trauma that probably also pretty fast all things considered although just being in the water which you also have with the crocodile very scary some of the folks that waited with the bear one the bear one was actually way worse than I thought it would be because apparently bears um they kind of maul slowly so anyway people went very deep into the comments here crocodile was the winner of the worst a bad way to go. What do you think happened to this guy? Do you think he was just, my theory would be he, passed, he was super he, drunk. Super and, drunk, passed out, and then the alligator, because I don't believe the alligator was there. Like coming like out of the water. Yeah, after. like, like I, I think he probably passed out at the water's edge, which is where alligators, they're ambush hunters, that's where they do it. And and then, you know, it was, you know, it just went for it. I don't know. I, I mean, that is... I mean, again, when he says, like, I was standing by the water, and I bet he started to have a little bit of the spins, maybe he had a lot of drinks, and then he just went in the water. He's like he didn't drown. I, you know, I asked Carrie this question recently, and as a as a transplanted uh, New Yorker, it's just, I feel like people that live in these areas would never think about this. So the, the, the habitat of the American alligator goes up into, it's obviously Florida's, like, you know, Grand Central for alligators, right? And then you go up. And, uh, and you see it, Georgia, plenty of alligators, yep. parts of eastern Texas, there are alligators, southeastern Texas, there are alligators. But right around like the Carolinas, it starts to stop, right? Like you, the, the range slows down. But I ask, I, I, this is a real question. We probably have it. Uh, there must be a zone yeah. where you think, oh, I'll just go swimming in my lake house because there's like, there's no gators up here. But actually, you know, I mean, I think like, like maybe, part of South Carolina or part of North Carolina. Like, there have to be places where you think you're in the safe zone and you're going to go splashing around in the pond, but maybe you got a gator that's, you know, got a fleece, got a vest on or something. He well, can handle the cold. It's a great point. And also, Florida people can get pretty cocky because, you know, you'll be out on your boat, you'll be out jet skiing, you'll be out. They're not as afraid of alligators as I would say a lot of people elsewhere are. And the other aspect of this is, that that is such a good point because there are places like Memphis, for uh, instance, has alligators. I was going to say, I just then. checked, yeah. folks in Tennessee. You you think you're all safe in Tennessee in Clay's home state? There are alligators in Tennessee, they, but they, not many. They are now some around Memphis, and if you're in North Alabama, uh, I believe, like around the Huntsville area, where the Tennessee River, there's there's certain places where there are a few alligators. There, it definitely seems unfair 
that you would, you know, go jump in a lake in Memphis and suddenly right. you should, see an you alligator. Should be safe from you should alligators. be safe from alligators. But then, there. you know, I mean, there was a, uh, there was one, I mean, there's a total, like the odds of this are one in a million. You know, there was a great white, a great white shark attack, a fatal one up off the islands of Maine that happened well, a few years ago. So there's a, sometimes things, crazy things happen. There's a great, uh, shark attack book. Um, about, I think it was like in the 1920s, and it's part of what inspired Jaws. A oh, great Matawan Creek. I know, oh, dude, I can see, we can talk about Matawan Creek all but the time. That, Three that, attacks in a few days. I think it was a bull shark, 1911, maybe, I think it was. This 14? is like way off the coast, right? Somebody seven just, miles inland. Seven miles inland, you just jump into a freshwater creek and you get killed by a shark. 1916, off in the Jersey Shore, there was a brackish creek connecting to the ocean. It was 1916. That's a great and, book. What's the name of the book that they wrote about this? It, they think it was one shark that killed tons of people because at the time, and it goes all into the history. Close to shore, the terrifying shark attacks of 1916. Is that the one? I read, it I, may be the book. I, I read a fantastic one about the, this this particular shark attack where they think it was one Ooh, shark. there's one called I Survived the Shark Attacks of well, that's for kids. Oh, whoops. Sorry. Uh, the, and the I Survived books are actually, my, my boys really liked the I Survived uh, shark attack books. But if you want one to scare you, uh, as we're coming in now to the holiday season to uh, with Memorial Day weekend and people typically going out to the beaches for the first time, uh, I'll look up during commercial break and see if I can find the exact title of that book. Uh, but it is really well done because it dives into, but for a long time, people didn't know whether sharks were dangerous right like they they didn't have like a good sense for because remember it wasn't that long ago people didn't used to go into the ocean as leisure right like oh you're just going to go swim uh in the ocean like that wasn't something that was very popular in the 1700s and the 1800s and everything else it's only the beach as leisure that has really kind of taken off in the last hundred years in many ways yes so it's a fascinating kind of portrayal about the way that Americans decide to spend their time and uh, and what the dangers are uh, associated with it. So put it on the radar. I'll look it up. I'll share it with you if you want a fun book that will also terrify you, uh, because I've been arguing for a while, Buck. I think it's true. The most influential movie ever made in terms of changing everybody's behavior was Jaws. Because I don't, I don't think there's a single one of you out there that will go into the water now and not think about getting eaten by a shark, even though the odds are virtually zero. And you might have done it before uh, Jaws was yeah, made. But, you know, that guy who went to the pond probably thought the odds were zero, too, buddy. You never know. Yeah, be careful. Stand in line for the bathroom this weekend. You might lose your arm otherwise. Your support for our friends at MyPillow has allowed them to be the incredible company they are today. To their credit, they continue to offer great value on the most popular products. We talked about the My Slippers, the Giza Sheets, MyPillow 2.0, more. Latest offer, man, it's incredible. Two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths. Usually they're $99.98, right at 100 bucks. Right now you can get them for 25 bucks with the promo code Clay and Buck. That's nearly 75% in savings. To find the offer, go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, clearance price, $25 on the towel. We got them, two bath, two hand towels, two washcloths, usually 100 bucks. Right now they're 25 bucks. Enter the promo code Clay and Buck. You can call 800-792-3269. Again, MyPillow.com, 25 bucks on the hand towels and the uh, bath and washcloths, usually they are 100 bucks. Right now, 25 Clay and Buck. Use that code, MyPillow.com. 
The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.